today is my daughter's due date. The day my life is supposed to change forever, at least according to my fiance's OBGYN. So far, our little bundle of joy has not yet arrived. Instead, I am sitting under an umbrella on the patio of a Starbucks here in Dallas, Texas, listening to the clanging of the construction machinery across the street as I wait on my grande almond milk honey flat white, the burst of energy that I will need to get through a long evening of making Uber Eats deliveries. And while I would much rather be spending all my spare time at home with my very lovely, very pregnant fiance, catering to her every whim and need, I spend a huge portion of it out on the road, picking up tacos, sushi, tikka masala, pizza, or whatever else the good people of Dallas desire, and bringing it straight to their doorstep for a few bucks a pop, plus whatever tips they are generous enough to give. And these tips? We're relying on them to pay the bills and build the tiniest of cushions my daughter's mom and I will need to get us through the first few months after she's born, as we go about figuring out the best arrangements that will allow both of us to work while avoiding having to seek childcare, which neither of us really wants to do. I would be lying if I said it wasn't a struggle. We had a small cushion at the start of this year, but it has been completely whittled away by unexpected expenses and periods of joblessness experienced by us and our loved ones during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, we sure picked a hell of a year to have a baby. But in all honesty, it would be both unfair and unrealistic to blame our current financial anxieties entirely on the pandemic. I am 35, and I have wrestled with money and my career for most of my adulthood. For a number of reasons, mostly untreated depression and a lack of self-discipline, I never finished college. I had completed my first few years at a community college, then transferred to a public university here in Dallas. I never got involved in any campus groups or activities. I just went to class, went to work, and went home. I stopped meeting new people, stopped going out unless it was with old high school friends and people they knew. During this time, I limped along slowly, signing up for three to four classes per semester, and then dropping some or all of them halfway through, until I was about three quarters of the way through my Bachelor's of Business Administration. And then, I just stopped going to my classes. I didn't want to be a business major, but I didn't really know what to do at that point. I had been managing retail stores for about four years, and I was interested in switching to restaurants because the money was better. So I landed an interview at a very small chain of taco shops that had just opened a store in Dallas the year before, and I got a job as an assistant manager. It was here that I met my amazing fiance Vidi for which I am tremendously thankful. I also got some great experience managing businesses, learning far more than I ever did in retail management. But as I worked my way up to being a kitchen manager and then eventually a general manager, I could see that this career, while decently paid, necessitated a lifestyle that was at odds with the kind of parent and spouse I knew I wanted to be one day. It is pretty hard to make it to soccer games and choir concerts and to kiss your partner goodnight every night, when you're working 70-hour weeks with an erratic, ever-changing schedule, such as the life of a restaurant manager. So, with some money saved up, but no plan, I left. As my best friend Jason would later comment to me, I had a knack for making huge life decisions with very little consideration. 
Since leaving my decade-long career managing restaurants and retail stores, I have struggled to find something I truly enjoyed doing that also rewarded me financially. I took an apprenticeship job in a print shop, but the chemicals caused my skin to bubble up and itch beyond belief. Plus, I wasn't really in love with the work. I did a short stint as a project manager and client liaison for a company that built websites for dentists, but I hated spending the whole day having dentists pick apart our work in Skype calls. I started a promising career in customer service for a company that managed registration and housing for professional conferences. I actually loved working here, but the pandemic completely decimated the corporate travel business for the foreseeable future. So my paths to career advancement were all but destroyed. I just recently started a new job in sales, which I'm enjoying enough so far, and it promises to be financially rewarding enough to give us some much needed breathing room as our little girl enters the world. But my commission checks do not start rolling in for another month or so. And since my fiance is not working, you know, baby and all, maximizing my working time is what is keeping our heads just barely above water. Which means when I'm not working my day job, I am saturating my car's upholstery with the aromas of fried chicken, gyro platters, and ahi tuna towers, all to make the ends meet until we meet our amazing little creation. So that brings me to this, this podcast. What is it? What is it that I wanted so desperately to capture about this moment? Why bother documenting this place of utter precariousness and uncertainty that I find myself in as I anxiously await the arrival of my little baby girl? What exactly am I trying to do with this podcast? Well, I suppose I just want her to know how much she is changing me. I am working way harder than I ever have at anything before, not just on my career or our financial situation, but on me, so that I can be a better father. I am working on how I handle my emotions and how I celebrate successes and failures so that I can help guide her through the inevitable excitements and disappointments that she will experience. I am actively working on how I treat other people so that I can set an example for her of how to treat others with respect as well as what expectations she should have to be treated with that same respect. I'm working on becoming both more decisive and more thoughtful so that I can teach her how to make careful decisions without getting caught up in analysis paralysis. I'm even working on improving my diet and my physical well-being so that I can be a strong, energetic father for her and show her how much better her life will be if she stays fit and healthy. Ultimately, I suppose I just want her to know the kind of man I was before she arrived, so that she has an appreciation for the kind of man she knows me to be when she's old enough to listen to this. I want her to hear the stories that shape the way that I parent, so that she can know why I raised her the way I did, and that hopefully, she will know her dad better than most kids get to know their parents. This podcast will be my love letter to my little girl. Hey, sweetheart, it's dad. You don't know me yet, at least not in the way that you know your mom. While you've been growing so big in her womb for the last nine months, you may have heard strange pecking noises coming from outside. Those were my kisses, letting you know I love you more than anything in the world. You may have felt the walls bend in slightly. That was just my hand on mom's belly, 
trying to feel your little kicks and movements as you grow into the beautiful baby I know you will be. Today is your due date, the day that you are estimated to finally arrive to meet us and join the rest of the world. While we have about eight hours left until midnight, mom has not yet reported any contractions, so I'm guessing you will not be arriving today as scheduled. That's okay. Take your time. We have waited nine months. We can happily wait however many more days you need. No matter how long it takes, I know you will be worth every second. I just want you to know that your dad was not perfect. Far from it, actually. Before you arrived, I was not particularly interesting or accomplished. I was not in great shape. I was not super handsome. And I wasn't really an expert in much of anything. A few days before you were born, your dad was just a guy. I also want you to know that you changed everything. When your dad found out he was going to have this amazing, lovely, awe-inspiring little girl, his life changed. He began working his butt off to build a better life for you and your mom. He ate better and exercised more so that he would be able to play with you as long as you wanted after he worked all day. He worked to be grateful for the life he had and the wonderful people in it. He vowed to love and support your mom better than he ever had before because she deserved it and you deserve loving parents who are on the same team about everything. I want you to know that no matter what happened, no matter how wonderful things turned out or how hard they may have gotten at times, your dad tried harder than he had ever tried at anything before in his life. And you were the reason why. I love you, sweetheart. Your mom and I can't wait to see your beautiful face, count your tiny fingers and toes, change your stinky diapers, and hold your little body in our arms. Please come soon. Love, Dad. Support for Love, Dad is provided by no one yet. If you are interested in sponsoring the show, you can email david at lovedadshow.com. Special thanks this week goes to my fiance Vidi, and our unborn daughter for giving me a reason to create this show. Love, Dad is produced by me, David Dotson, in our studio here in Dallas, Texas. If you enjoyed this first episode and you want to support us, you can do so by visiting lovedadshow.com slash donate. We would be forever grateful. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.